If you got your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Genesis, first book in your Bible, Genesis chapter 13, and we're going to start reading in verse 8. I'm, I'm going to read a couple verses because I kind of want you to get a context of a story that will be the backdrop of our message the next couple weeks. It says, Then Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. They were family. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, in the direction of Zor. This was before the Lord had destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself, so Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, great sinners against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are. God always starts at the place where you are. He never, he never tries to work with a future version of you. He, he starts with what you have and where you are to bring you into what he has for you. So, so look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth. So that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring will also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. I believe this, that in this next year, God has things that he wants to give to us. That he has promises that he wants to give to you, opportunities, possibilities, things that God has in store for you and, and for your life. As we begin a, a brand new year, as we start the fast, uh, we're, we're, we're getting ready to, to really open our eyes to see, God, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? Every year we begin with the, with the fast. I was, we were over New Year's with my family and, and, um, I was telling the boys to clean up or something like that. And my oldest son, he, uh, he looked at me and he said, Dad, has the fast already started? I was like, what, why, why are you asking that? So apparently when I'm fasting, I get a little cranky. So I'm telling him to clean up and he's like, the fast must have started already. You are like on edge. So we're kind of at that stage now. But I want you to know that a new year has new possibilities. A new year that is full of opportunity. But I want you to know this, that today is not really just about today. That this moment is not about this moment. That the way that God's kingdom works is this today is about what God wants to do tomorrow. That you're living today in, in, in the harvest of what was sown yesterday. That, that 2024 is the sum result of what you did in 2023. What you have financially in 2024 is because of what you did in 2023 or did not do. We, we are a result of our decisions. Today is the sum total of yesterday's decisions. In this series called Ripple Effect, I want you to know this, that whatever you do, good or bad, it makes waves. 
In other words, it affects other people around you. That there's a ripple effect to your life and God is looking for people not just to get to, but he's looking for people to get through. He, he's looking to raise up a church, a body, a people, an army that understands that, that this life is not for me. This life is supposed to go through me to other people. That what God wants to do in my business is not just so I prosper, so that I can bless, but, is, but so I can bless others. What God does in my personal life is not just for my life, but so that he can work through me to impact people around me. There's a ripple effect, both positive and negative, that comes from our decisions. If you see in the, in the text, Lot and Abram, this is before Abram's name was changed to Abraham, they were family. And there was not enough ground or not enough land to graze on, not enough water for both of them. There was not room for both of their families to live off the land. So Abram says this, we have to, we have to separate. We have to separate. And he lets Lot choose first. And it's interesting in verse 11, the Bible says this, it says that Lot chose for himself. He didn't choose for his family. He didn't choose for his descendants. He didn't choose what was second best so that Abram could have what was first. He chose what was best for himself. And I see this in our culture is that we live in a self-centered, self-focused, me-first culture. That everything we do, most of the things we do are not really for others. They're for us. Our business deals are what we can get the best out of. Our, our relationships oftentimes are what we can get the most out of. Our friendships are oftentimes what we can get the most out of. But this is the truth. If you choose for yourself, it is difficult to see for others. If I'm always choosing for me, I put a ceiling on what God wants to do through me because the kingdom of God wants to come in me and through me to impact other people. At the end of self is self. So if I only have vision for me, I am my own resource and my own supply. But when I begin to, what Abram did, I begin to lift my eyes and look outward, I have to trust and rely on God's provision. I'm trying today to get us to lift up our eyes from just me to begin to understand that what God does in me, what God stirs in me is to impact people around me. When you choose for yourself, you can't see for others. When you choose for yourself, it's difficult to have vision for others. And this is what Lot does. Lot chooses for him. The only thing he can see is what he chose for himself. He can't see past it. There's no reference of this was for him and his descendants and from generation to generation. If you know Abram, whose name changed to Abraham, he was the father of many nations that what God did in him had a ripple effect through all of time in the Abrahamic covenant and all the things that God promised. So, so there's a difference. There is a, there, there, there is an intersection where Lot and Abram take different routes where Lot chooses for himself and Abram begins to look at the thing that God wanted to do. I, I found this to be true of so many people is that we are, we're codependent. I know some people are like, I'm not codependent. We, we kind of are codependent. Is that I know God should be the source, but we're also very dependent on a lot of other things. We're dependent on pleasure or relationships or finances or status or all of these things that we, that, that, that really honestly, they become vices to us. 
And I felt the Holy Spirit begin to speak to me this week that in order to see the thing that God wants to do, we have to rid ourselves from the vices, or Hebrews says this, throw off everything that easily entangles, or the sin that so easily begets you, besets you, or, or hinders you. I got, I got to get rid of anything that's weighed me down. If you want to have spiritual momentum in this next year, it is not just about trying harder. It's also about cutting loose from anything that has a hold on you, that is a vice to you. It's getting freedom. Now, every vice is not evil, but anything that holds you back from running full speed after the things of God has to go. As you begin a new year, it's not something that we're going to just see how it goes. It's something that you have to be intentional and deliberate about to say, I'm going to cut loose of things that have held me or slowed me down or weighed me down. Some people, they cannot live without certain things. I have to have my sports. This could be convicting to myself. I, I have to have... I have to have this. I have to have TV. I have to have social media. I have to have a drink before bed. I have to have a pill to calm down. I have to, these things that I have to have, none of those things are evil in and of themselves. But if they become our dependence, instead of God, they are out of order and they become a vice. I'm gonna tell you this. The Bible teaches us that Jesus didn't come to set you free every once in a while. Jesus came to set you free and to be free indeed. That by his spirit, that you can walk in complete freedom. So this is why I wanna challenge you and propose to you that what are the vices that are holding you back? You know, sometimes we learn to live with things. That man, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but I'm not walking in complete freedom. And I wanna challenge you to cut off the things that have held you back, to cut loose of things so that you can run full steam into what God has for you. The best way to step into freedom is to start to fast. Some people don't even know really what a fast is. A spiritual fast is I'm gonna abstain from one thing so that I can have greater focus on another. As we as a church step into this fast, I want to challenge you to join us in some way. And maybe it's a small thing. Maybe you're going drastic. But if you're believing God for breakthrough or for freedom or to be free of something, I want to challenge you to begin to fast. Fasting is separation from distractions in place of increased dedication to prayer. Fasting is choosing to say no to something in your life so that you can put greater focus on something else. So every year I look forward and dread the time when our fast comes because it's, it's not easy. And I, I would challenge you to this, don't fast something that's easy to give up. Some are like, I'm, I'm fasting vegetables for the next 14 days. <laughs> no, that, you've been doing that all your life. All right, you, 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 gotta, you gotta fast something that you want because that desire for the, what you're doing is you're taking control of your flesh. You know, sometimes you just got to let your flesh know who's boss, that I'm not ran by my feelings. I'm not ran by my emotions. I'm not ran by these vices that I, I'm in control of me and I can say no to these things so that I can focus at a deeper level on God. A fast replaces physical food with spiritual. A fast is an opportunity for a spiritual examination. A fast turns your hunger into prayer. A fast brings you closer to God. A fast is spiritual draino that unclogs your life. A fast accelerates your destiny. A fast is feeding your spirit by neglecting your flesh.
A fast weakens the grip of your flesh, and a fast increases your sensitivity to God. A fast gives you faith to believe. This is, this is what a fast produces. And you know, fasting is not trying to twist God's arm. Fasting increases my sensitivity to him. Really, fasting is not trying to get over God's reluctance. Fasting is making me aware of his willingness. There's a big difference. I don't, I don't torture myself so that God will answer. I, I cancel or I overcome my flesh so that I can be sensitive to what God wants to do. It says in verse 14 that the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him. I, I want you to see something because this is key as you enter into this new year. It says that Lot chose for himself and after Lot had left, Abram heard from God. Can I tell you that there's some things that you're not gonna hear from God until you cut out things in your life that you need to cut out. It, for, for Abram, it was actually family that left him, he probably felt disappointed, probably felt lonely, but it was after he was he left that Abram was in this place that God spoke. And I'll tell you this, that sometimes after your greatest disappointment, after your times of greatest hurt, after seasons of greatest disappointment, are the times when God speaks the loudest. If Abram would have ran after Lot, he would have never seen the thing that God had for him. But because Abraham stood and waited before the Lord, God said, now, where you're at, I'm about to speak to you. He says, lift up your eyes from where you are. I think there's like this future version of, of ourselves that we look to and every New Year's, then we have New Year's resolutions and revelations and goals and everybody's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start eating better, right? I'm gonna go to the gym, I'm good. So you go buy all the gear, all the workout gear, which is always nice because you keep wearing that, but you don't do the workout. Right, so I got all the stuff. Well, I mean, I'm gonna spend three hours a day at the gym for the next 35. You're, you're not probably. We set all these lofty goals to try to attain this future version of ourselves. I'm gonna tell you this. God always starts with where you are and what you have. So when I come to God, I don't have to be a different version of me so that I can see what God sees. I don't have to change. This is, this, just hear me, hear me out on this, hear my heart. I don't have to change my behavior for God to use me. God will take me right where I am, but in order to be used by God, I will have to change. So God will show me glimpses of what he has for me, and it will require me to change and be consecrated and to be set apart. But where you are today doesn't limit you from what God wants to do in you. I think it's interesting that Lot and Abram were family and Lot left and then God spoke. Sometimes God will speak only after we've removed things from our life that need to go. Some of us can never step into tomorrow because we're still clinging to yesterday. Yesterday's trauma, yesterday's successes, yesterday's wins. But in order to step into a new year, you got to let go of the old year. And I was praying this week and I was starting to think of like, God, what, what will stir spiritual momentum in us? This is what Abram has. Abram, he's there before God. Lot has left him. And God speaks to him. He says, lift up your eyes and begin to look. Look to the north and the south, the east and the west. And whatever you see, you can have. 
That's wild. Whatever you see. Why didn't God say that to Lot? I'll tell you why. Because Lot chose for himself. But because Abram, and we know Abraham, the father of many nations, because he understood the ripple effect, God says, whatever you, Abram wasn't looking for himself. So God said, I'm gonna show you some things and everything you see, you can have. I, I would propose this, because you're a faithful steward, I can give you a lot because I know what I give to you will get through you. My some of my friends growing up when we were playing sports, we used to always talk about the power of momentum. If you ever played sports, you can feel it when the momentum shifts. It's probably one of the most like exhilarating feelings in the world. It's like you could be down by a lot in one stop, one block, one touchdown, one, and just it shifts and you can feel it tangibly. Some of you that have never played sports, you're like, what? And some of you actually did. And so you, you know what I'm talking about. It's powerful. Our, my, my buddies and I, we used to have this saying, uh, we would call momentum Uncle Mo. And so you could just feel it like it shifted. We're like, Uncle Mo's coming. Uncle Mo's coming. We got it. Because you could feel it shift. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just wanted me to speak to you. Un Uncle Mo's coming to your life spiritually. There's about to be a shift this year where you just feel like, oh man, something shifted. I've just been, I've been swinging and missing. And all of a sudden, no, I, I'm connecting. I'm connecting with God on a deeper level. There's prog I've been praying and no answers. I've been having promises and no fulfillment. And I, I just hear the Holy Spirit saying, there's about to be, there's about to be some connection, some spiritual momentum that's about to happen in your life. And so I, I just want to close with three, three things or three ways to really gain this spiritual momentum. And, and here's the first one. We see it from the text. I have to start looking. If, if you never look, you will never see. If you never look, so, some people never have the faith to look for the possibility. So they're imprisoned by their current reality. If you don't have, I'm gonna say it again, so try to catch this. If you do not have to faith, the faith to see the impossibility, you will be confined to your current reality. It takes faith to lift up your eyes from where you are and to look. And what you see for your future, what you see for your business, what you see for your family, if you can see it, God said, I'll, I'll give it to you. Oh man, that's amazing. I want to be this or I want to be that. No, no, no. If you choose for yourself, you, you live by yourself, you live for yourself, you supply for yourself. But Abram waited on God and God said, I want you to look. Whatever you see with that heart, I'll give it to you. So I have to start looking. That's like, I have to start dreaming. I have to start seeing the possibility and not the impossibility. I have to start seeing about what God can do and not what he didn't do. I have to look with possibility. So I have to start, I gotta start looking. The second thing is this, I have to start now. I think for many of us, when it comes to our spiritual lives, we all have this like timeline, you know, okay, next month is the month. Next week is the week. Next, next Sunday is the Sunday. Next fast, I will. No, you have to start now. You know, the, the percentages drop drastically from decisions that you do immediately and the ones you procrastinate to try to do sometime in the future. Your percentage rate drops drastically. So I got to start right now. I've got, you, you, you can't wait till next Sunday. 
You can't wait till church conference. You can't wait. I've got to start looking, which is dreaming. And then I have to start right now. This is what the Bible says in our text. It says, God told him, I want you to go walk along the... I'm going to read it to you. It's good. He says, arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So he showed it to him. And then he said, I want you to walk in it. You know, there's a big gap in faith between being able to see and having the faith to step. He says, I've showed it to you. I'm going to give it to you. And most of us stop right there. And we got a promise. And that can hold us off. Some of us, it holds us over like three years, five years. Some of us a decade because of a promise. And God says, Abram, now I want you to step into it. I want you to start now. Well, how do I do the big thing that God wants me to do? Big promises are fulfilled by little steps. And that's the third thing. I start looking. I start now. And this sounds counterintuitive, but I start small. Most of us, when we see the big thing God has for us, then we try to do a big thing. I'm I'm not fasting 14 days. I'm going to fast 140 days. Just start small. You never fasted before in your life. Like just start small because the right, the right, right routine will create a rhythm. You know, if you're looking for routines, you should look for, for routines that you can do for the next 20 years. That changes things, right? New Year's, New Year's. I'm going to, oh man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm not spending any money for the next three months. All of these ideals and then we get disappointed and then we, we're worse off than we were before we started because we get disappointed we feel like a failure and then we just give up all entirely. You ever done this? You ever tried, you know, I'm gonna be healthier and then you just like three days in, you're like, man, I already messed up and then you go further than you were because dream big, start now, but start small. Baby steps. You know, it'd be better for you if you spent five minutes with God every day this year all 365 days of 2024, it'd be better if you spent five minutes with God every day than four hours every once in a while. It's the consistency that digs deep wells and brings great results. There's a book that I've been reading, so powerful, secular book on on the power of compound. It's the compound effect, the compound effect. It says small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equal radical difference. Small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equal radical difference. Many of us, we want the big dream and then we want the big step. No, the big dream starts now with small steps. Small, smart choices plus consistency plus time equals radical difference. My brother Ryan, he, uh, he's our media director and, and he started this, this challenge last year at the beginning of 2023 and he said he's gonna do one push-up a day and then he's gonna accumulate. So the second day of the year, he's gonna do two, three, year, three days of the year, he's gonna do three and then all the way, if you know how many days are in a year, it's like, that's gonna get hard at some point. If I said to you like, hey, just do one push-up a day, most of you'd be like, yeah, I can, I can do that. In fact, I don't want to do one. I'm going to do 30. But we're never faithful with the one. 
Now it's interesting, we, we've done a lot of, my brother and I, we hang out a lot and, and uh, we were doing a ministry trip in El Paso. We were preaching and, and traveling and, and doing all this and we'd be at the airport and he's out doing pushups because this is about the like 200th day of the year. So now he's doing 200 pushups a day. And uh, we were flying and driving. We had no time in between. He's in the hotel room and he's doing pushups. So we were hunting this fall. This is like the 300th day of the year. Right? And so we got the deer stand. He's, you know, doing push-ups. And so we're eating dinner. And between cooking dinner, he's down doing push-ups. This has got to do 300 a day. You know what's crazy is by just adding one push-up a day, he can power through 365 push-ups like it's nothing. But if day one, you would have told him to do 365 push-ups, it probably would have been pretty difficult. Because it's the small, consistent steps that equal radical difference. You know what? Most people don't want the small step. Oh, it's too small. If you would just do the small step consistently, you would see radical change in your life. Some of us have so much pride because of the big thing we've seen that we won't be willing to just do the small step. If you want to be everything that God wants you to be in his kingdom, you have to be faithful to take small steps over a long period of time to see radical difference or radical breakthrough. My wife, Jamie, she decided, she said, you know, I just, my, our schedule's crazy. We travel a lot. We're speaking in a lot of different places. And, and she's like, man, the routine is hard to get. She, I'm just going to start walking every day. I'm just going to start walking. I'm not going to get crazy and buy four gym memberships and, and get the app and all. She, I'm just going to start walking every day. And so now for over a year, she's just been, I'm just, I'm just walking every day. She, she'll take meetings and her meetings, she'll like just go to the track or go outside and like just meet me there. And then they'll walk as they meet because now she's just, she's doing something little. Well, now she, she loves that time. She loves the walking. She, she can walk, she can walk long distances. It's something that's become a pattern in her life because of consistency. If you want this to be the best year of your life, then it has to be the best year of your life spiritually. Man, if it's the best year financially, I'll be able, no, if you want this to be the best year of your life, it has to be the best year of your life spiritually. And in order to do that, you have to create some spiritual momentum. So, so watch this progression. I'm going to look at what God has for me. I'm going to see this purpose and this plan. I'm going to see the possibility, not the impossibility. I'm going to start on it right now. And I'm going to start small. I'm going to start small. Lot chose the land for himself that was good for him. Abram chose what God revealed and it was good for generations. Look at this difference. Lot chose for himself and it was good for him. Abram chose for others. Listen to what God said and it was good for generations. I believe this and I don't know who this is for. I believe this. God wants to set people free today and this is how we're closing. Is I believe some of us, we have just been weighed down whether by life circumstances, challenges, traumas or, or, or even just positive things that have just gotten the way busyness, distractions but it's hindered you in your pursuit after God. I believe God's breaking us free of vices, hindrances and weights so that in 2024 we can run after God with reckless abandon. That we we can begin to see the things that he wants us to see, that we can start right now and take the steps into being everything that God's called us to be. Spiritual momentum that lasts more than a New Year's resolution, but begins to take you from level to level, from glory to glory, from strength to strength. I'm going to ask you if you would stand up all across this place.